good morning. Good morning and good morning, boys and girls. It is time for another power hour. It is straight up eight o'clock here on Planet Radio 106.7. I'm Chris Logan. I'm your host of the morning show and host of the power hour. It is a time on the show where we go in on what's happening, what's what's trending, what are some of the headlines for the day. Today is Monday, May 22nd. What are, this, what are some of the things you're going to be talking about this morning? Louisiana's Raging Cajuns softball team. Also, Louisiana's Raging Cajuns baseball team. And I seem to think, and look, the, the real answer to this is probably not. But I'm, I, I think that maybe I fired up Coach Glasgow Sunday morning and maybe contributed to the Raging Cajuns softball win yesterday. I, I'll explain coming up in a bit. Also, and I wanted to show this video to you, and then when I sat down at my desk here inside the Chris Logan Media Studio this morning, getting things ready for the power hour, I'm thinking, dude, you didn't hook up your Rodecaster Pro uh, to the main mixer that supplies the radio station. So I can't really play that video for you, but I'll explain it, and it's coming up. Also this, I might as well just bring this up now. Let's just all take a punch to the gut. Ready? All of the actors from Friends are now older than the youngest Golden Girl when the show was in its first season. They kind of all of the actors from Friends are now older than the youngest Golden Girl was in the show's first season. There you go. You're welcome. Good Monday morning. Also, a former teacher arrested. I'll tell you why. And I, I think we also need to talk about a little, maybe a little hypocrisy when it, when it comes to that as well. I'll, I'll explain coming up in a bit. A company is offering $100 an hour to watch TikTok. Could you do that? Maybe a little side hustle? Chris Cuomo tears into President Joe Biden. Uh, this guy on Reddit is upset that he can't sleep in the nude. We'll get to that coming up. Talk a little bit about housework and wearing shoes inside of your home. Office gossip, going to talk about that. Comfort toys and some of the best songs of the 80s. What's considered the best song of the 80s? Now, I know here on Planet Radio, we're 90s and 2000s rock. But a lot of us are Gen X. You may be a little older than Gen X, maybe a little younger than Gen X. But if you're Gen X like me, Born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, got drunk in the 90s. We grew up on 80s music. So I wanted to share that list with you this morning. Well, we're going to start with Louisiana's Raging Cajun softball team and their victory over LSU yesterday. Now, LSU fans listening this morning, I am not, I'm not ragging the LSU Tigers. Nothing. Nothing. This is not an, an LSU hate rant I'm going on. Okay? But I am a Louisiana Raging Cajuns fan. Want to say thanks to Blake for sending me that LSU Tiger T-shirt. It's like, dude, you wear too much Raging Cajuns. I need to get you an LSU T-shirt. And he did. And look, I, I was going to. If the Cajuns would have lost yesterday, I would have put the LSU shirt on this morning. Some of you would have been like, oh. When I, when I showed the LSU shirt on the video, this was a couple weeks ago. Got a couple texts from friends saying, dude, throw, throw that away. And, and I wasn't going to. But that was my first only ever LSU t-shirt. Would have been funny to see me in gold and yellow this morning. 
But boy, if you watch those games yesterday, and I was working yesterday afternoon, so I was watching the game on my phone. Uh, then I was invited to Jamie Bajeron's little VIP crawfish boil uh, yesterday afternoon, which was in my hometown of Church Point. And I, I made it towards the end of that yesterday, told Jamie what's up. And, you know, Then I came back to work, finished some stuff, and, and watched the Cajuns' second game. But both games were great. And Cajuns beat the Tigers 9-8 to in the NCAA Regionals. Now the Raging Cajun softball team moving on to the Super Regionals. And, dude, in that second game, I mean, Cajuns came out swinging in the first inning. And what, they put up six points in the first inning. And then the Tigers come battling back, uh, what it was, the bottom of the third. And Raging Cajuns ended up winning 9-8. to eight. They scored two runs in the final inning. And the Tigers could, couldn't score any. And boy, I mean, just what a, what, a, what a great win. A lot of Raging Cajuns fans thought maybe the regional should have been held in Lafayette. There were some arguments, quote-unquote, about that. But it was held in Baton Rouge. And I believe the Cajuns would have had a chance to host the uh, Super Regionals if McNeese would have beat Washington. Uh, which they didn't. Washington came back and scored seven in the last inning to beat McNeese. But let's see, the Cajuns, I, I pulled this story up from RagingCajuns.com, and it was written yesterday. And th so they say the Raging Cajuns will make their eighth Super Regional appearance next week, participating in the NCAA Seattle Regional against number seven national seed Washington. They say dates and times for the series will be announced at a later time. So the Cajuns got to travel to Seattle. But man, how big would it have been to maybe have a super regional here? Now also, and, and, and this is this is a joke, but I may I may have fired up Coach Glasgow on Sunday morning. May or may not. And I think I probably didn't. But let me tell you what happened. So I, I didn't have any weddings to DJ this weekend. So my old lady and I, we, we kicked it in Baton Rouge Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, stayed over. Uh, we had dinner at Tsunami's. <laughs> I know it's Tsunami, but I like to say Tsunami's. So we went to Tsunami's in Baton Rouge on Saturday night. Just kind of had a, a relaxing Saturday, Saturday evening, and then uh, left Sunday morning. So we ended up staying at the Hilton. It was just a like, quick, quick one-day getaway because I didn't have to work. and. So when we get to the Hilton, I see a lot of Raging Cajuns fans there. And I'm like, oh, man, this might be the team hotel. And it was. So we came back from Tsunamis on Saturday night. And, the, you know, the team was in the lobby. And, and I didn't bother anyone, man. I mean, you know, they had, they had lost and then won. You know, I mean, you don't want to bother. You don't want to bother the team. But they were all in the lobby. They had some fans there. And, you know, they were at the bar. And But on Sunday morning, so Sunday morning, my wife and I are leaving. We get in the elevator, and we're going down. Now, this is, you know, we're not at the Empire State Building. You know, it's not uh, 60 floors. It's just, I don't know, eight maybe at the Hilton. And so we're going down from six, and boom, stops at three. And guess who walks in the elevator? Coach Glasgow. And, you know, so, I mean, everything happens quick. And I'm not the kind of guy, you know, again, I'm not the ultimate coach, 
but I have coached, uh, you know, my son when he was young, coached a lot of baseball uh, and, and some football. And it's like when you see these coaches or players, it, you, you, you don't want to mess with them. You know, he might be in he might be in a frame of mind and he's getting focused on the game. So everything's happening quick. And I'm like, dude, we're on the third floor. Like in my mind, I'm like, should I say something? Should I not? And I said something. And I said, coach, ready to kick that. I said, you ready to kick that tiger ass? And he just, he kind of chuckled. And he looked at me and, and very humbly. And I, you know, I didn't tell him, not that he knows who I am or, hey, man, I'm Chris Logan. I, I didn't even say that. I just said, you ready to kick that tiger ass, coach? And, and he looked at me. And very humbly, he was like, yeah, you think it would be easy, but uh, that's some athletes. You, know, you get down on that field, and he said, you're, you're playing some athletes. And you know, he kind of chuckled, and I just kind of tapped him on the shoulder, bring the door open, and I was like, good luck today, coach. And, you know, he, and he walked out of the elevator. So I might have fired him up, you know, saying, kick that tiger ass. Maybe I fired him up, and maybe I'm, I'm single-handedly responsible for the Raging Cajun softball team going to the Super Regionals. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> but anyway, go Cajuns. By the way, it's 8.09. You're listening to the Power Hour, Planet Radio 106.7, 69 degrees, mostly cloudy. And as for the Louisiana Raging Cajuns baseball team, they fell to Southern Miss, but they will be number four, the number four seed in next week's Guardian Credit Union Sunbelt Conference Baseball Championship presented by Troy University. Raging Cajuns baseball team will play its first game at 7.30 on Wednesday against fifth seed Texas State and the Sunbelt Tournament baseball tournament going on at Riverwalk Stadium in Montgomery, Alabama. I wanted to share this video with you this morning. And, dude, I, I don't have – I use a Rodecaster Pro here on my, like my podcast studio side, and then everything runs to another office here at Chris Logan Media – what I consider like my production room and just another studio side. And I rewired some things the other day, which I may have told you. And I, I didn't hook up my output on the Rodecaster Pro to my mixer again. So I wanted to show you this video. I thought it was cool. It was going viral. It was this little kid. They say first grader. I mean, he looks a little bit older than a first grader, but it looks like he's excited to get out of school. And, and it looks like he also had this plan. As you see the school bus pull up uh, in his neighborhood at his house, and I'm assuming it's his mom coming out with the phone. And there's a couple kids that come off the bus, and this little kid comes off the bus, and he has two cartons of milk in his hand, not chocolate milk, because the government trying to take chocolate milk away from those kids. Let them drink the chocolate milk, bro. Um, but he has two cartons of milk, and he's like, what you gonna do when it's summertime? Blah 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 blah. And he's like, you know, because Stone Cold said so. And then he he you know crushes his two milk cartons against each other, and then he he dumps the milk cartons on himself, and then he's excited that school's out. But I I thought it was a very cool, funny video. You may have seen that. Uh, that was viral and trending today. Also, this story here, man. I'm gonna bring it up on the screen if you're watching this morning. I'll, I'll bring it up so you can see it. By the way, we're streaming live on our Planet Radio 106.7 Facebook page. If you want to watch, you don't have to. You can listen if you want. But check this out. I saw it on Yahoo News, and the headline is this. 
Former teacher of the year arrested for alleged sex with 16-year-old. So here's the story. A former high school teacher of the year has been arrested in California for allegedly having sex with a 16-year-old boy, and authorities say they believe there may be additional victims. Tracy Vanderhulst, a 38-year-old math teacher at Eucapia High School, was arrested late Thursday night for unlawful sexual intercourse involving a minor and held on a $30,000 bail at the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office. That was according to a news release. It was not immediately clear if the minor was a student at the high school. In a tweet that has since been deleted, the school said that Vanderholst, quote, offers up a rigorous mathematics curriculum and deep caring for her students. Vanderholst was honored as Teacher of the Year back in 2017. According to a citation quoted by the news mirror, Vanderholst, epitomizes the educator so many desire to be. She's the kind and innovative teacher from whom we hope our children will grow, the educator who strives to engage all of her students from her intervention classes to her honor classes. And this is Miss Tracy here. If you're watching this morning, you can see. I mean, she's an okay-looking lady. And according to a Facebook post, Miss Vanderhulst, Joined the staff at Eucapia High School back in 2013. It looks like the investigation is continuing. Detectives released Ms. Vanderhulst's booking photo as they work to, deter- to determine if they are additional victims. Investigators at the school district says that they worked cooperatively to ensure a thorough investigation into this matter or, or into the matter. Wait to ensure a thorough investigation into this matter was completed. Okay, kind of read a little weird. But again, if you're watching, this is her picture here. You know, and I had to kind of, I have to bring this up. You know, double standards and some hypocrisy. Because on this story from yahoo.com, there are hundreds of comments and like people like just typing. I say hundreds. Let me take that back. This morning it was about 700 comments. Now it's over 1300 comments. You know, and this person here and and I don't we we're not going to read through all 1000 comments, but this person here kind of sums it up. He says as I read through the comments, this person his name is Chris. It it, it was not me. He just commented on this story. As I read through the comments, I see a lot of wish I had that in high school or way to go, boys. He says, I share the same thinking. I have a 19-year-old son, and part of me probably would have been secretly proud of him until I think about my 16-year-old daughter. If my daughter had sex with, he goes on to say, with one of her teachers, I would probably be making sure I had enough ammo for my pistol. Bottom line is, we tend to have a double standard when it comes to this. Not saying it's right, but it's a sad reality of society. And this is just uh, someone named Chris. Again, it, it was not me that commented this, but and it was the first comment that was up there when I opened the story this morning. And that was my that was my take on it. You see that a lot. You see that a lot with these stories. Oh man, I wish I'd have had teachers like that when whenever I was in school. Right when it's when it's a dude, 
And this, this person here, I have a, he said, I have a 19-year-old son, and I would have probably been secretly proud of him. But if it would have happened to his 16-year-old daughter, he would have made sure he had enough ammo for his pistol. So what, what is it about that, like the, that society? You know, where, and I'm not saying it is okay, but, but like with some of these comments, it, it, like it seems like it's okay if it's a boy, it's not okay if it's a girl. I mean, it shouldn't be okay either either way, right? It should be the same either way. But there's so many, so many comments on here, man, like over over 1,300. Don't worry, she'll end up with a 40-year-old in her early 20s. Um, let's see if we can get some more some more of these comments. About a relief pitcher. I mean, come on. Hey, this person, see, like, man, I was born in the wrong decade. How lucky for these boys. I mean, just so many, so many comments. This person, teacher of the century in my book. But, I mean, think about it. What if the roles were reversed? Then it wasn't a male student and a female teacher. What if it was a male teacher and a female student? It had been totally reversed. But if you want to read more about that story, I'm sure it's going to be coming out. And I saw that on Yahoo News. I just had to mention that this morning. Think about it, though. It's true. Uh, Also, this today, if you watch TikTok videos, you want to get paid to watch it. $100 an hour to watch TikTok videos. Let's see what this says. There is a company called Ubiquitous. Am I saying that right? U- Ubiquitous? And they do brand marketing on social media. They're offering to pay three people $100 an hour to watch TikTok. Now, nah, it looks like it's a one-off thing, and it's not a full-time gig. It says, but if you're one of the people they pick, you can make a nice chunk of change in a single day. Or you're gonna get gonna pay three people one thousand dollars each to go on a ten hour TikTok binge. Dude, you might do that. You might do that every day. Ten hour TikTok binge. How long do you spend on TikTok, really? Dude, you can. You know, you, you used to be able to fall in the YouTube rabbit hole. You can fall in the TikTok rabbit hole and not come out for hours. And I think, you know, TikTok, I don't know if it's doing a great job is the right word, because sometimes it is great, sometimes it's not. And that's depending on the content that you consume. But, you know, TikTok does a, a good job at, at, with their algorithm at, at knowing the videos that you watch, maybe the videos you download, videos you stop on, videos you watch all the way through, and they start serving you more of that. But they say this company says it's to help help the company discover emerging new trends. You can apply at ubiquitousinfluence.com. I hope I'm saying that word right. Says you have to fill out an application and describe why you're a good fit. You also have to subscribe to their YouTube channel. Ah, So they're looking for, they're looking to up their subscribers on YouTube as well. (laughs) Like that might be worth the $3,000 that they're paying people. And they say you can up your chances by tagging them in a tweet 
and and saying why you're perfect for the gig. Oh, that dude, that's just a ploy to up their game at ubiquitousinfluence.com. And I'm not hating on that. I'm not going to hate on that, but dude, I mean, look at it. You know, they're going to pay three people $1,000 each. So that's $3,000. For $3,000, they probably can't buy the likes that they're going to get on their social media page, uh, the subscriptions to their YouTube page, and then the the tweets where they want people to to tag them. That's like a $3,000 investment in, in getting more social media likes. They're looking for someone who's over 18, who's already familiar with TikTok, and has an eye for trends. The deadline to apply is May 31st, if you want to check that out. Uh, Also, this this morning, by the way, it's 821, 66 degrees, mostly cloudy, listening to Planet Radio 106.7 and the Power Hour. I saw this video speaking of TikTok. I saw it over the weekend. And there are not many major news outlets covering the border crisis that I'll say is happening, but has happened over the past week or so. And whether you want to put the name Chris Cuomo, you know, into that, I mean, he is a member of the news media. When he was fired from ABC, what was he fired over? I forgot what he was fired over. Maybe it was the, the him and his brother over that COVID stuff. But Chris Cuomo, who now works for News Nation, was broadcasting from the border, and he tore into the Biden administration. And see, I don't have that story yet. Let me let me switch it. Um, but he tore into the Biden administration for refusing to tackle the border crisis. And I saw just a little bit of his video, and and he he went off. And also the video that I saw, and I'm I'm not clear if it was, I, and I, I think it, it was, it was a part of Chris Cuomo's story. And it was years back, I think 2016, 2018-ish, and they were talking about like if a thousand people a day illegally crossed the border, uh, that it was a problem. And if that number went to 4,000, it was a major, major issue and was a crisis. And lately, they had the numbers at 10,000 per day. And again, Chris Cuomo calling out the administration saying, why was it 1,000 then? 4,000 was considered a crisis. Now it's 10,000, and no one seems to be doing anything about it. Now, how much more coverage will this this get? I I really don't know. But, I mean, it was a, a... Pretty big, it was a pretty big deal, and it was a pretty big story by Chris Cuomo. But you might be able to go, um, if you just search Chris Cuomo, uh, border crisis, you, you can check out his story. But really, the only, I'll call it major news network, News Nation, that was talking about this, this border crisis, that happened. I think CBS did a little bit, but but all in all, it just wasn't much. And it was, you know, all stories that were leaning one way. But he just tore into it, into the administration. So we got more coming up this morning here on the Power Hour. Uh, I saw this, and I did not read the full story yet. We're going to read it together. 
But the headline is this, man on Reddit upset that he can't sleep in the nude with new neighbors nearby. Dude, dude just wants to sleep in the nude, that's it. Also going to talk about housework. And do you take your shoes off when you walk into your home? Was that something that you had to do as a kid? Remember in the summer, mama was cleaning the house. You had to go play outside, but when you came back in, did you have to take your shoes off? Do you still do that? Also going to talk about office gossip. Going to talk about some classic toys, some comfort toys. And we're going to look at this. Now, I know we play 90s and 2000s rock. But if you're a Gen Xer, you know all about the 80s as well. And it was a list I saw from Time Out Magazine the best song of the 80s. We're going to look at the top 10, and we're going to see what was number one. We're going to see what, you know, what was in the top 10, but I want to see what was number one, and I want to see if we agree with that. So that and more all coming up here on the Power Hour, Planet Radio 106.7. There we go. Uh, how, how many commercials we have today? We have one... See one, two, three, two, two and a half. So not, not, not very much. Brent, what's up, man? Good morning, Donna. Go Cajuns. Yes, Eric. Uh, most kids today watch TikTok on the clock anyway. <laughs> Dude, they, they, they always, always do. But a thousand dollars a day for watching some TikTok videos. Why not? Ian, what's up, dude? Good morning. Appreciate the comments. Appreciate the good mornings. Uh, what, minute and a half left or so? But, dude, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know about that, you know, that story. Uh, about the teacher. And, and people joke about that. We see that a lot when there is a female teacher that sleeps. Keith, what's up, dude? Good morning. When there's a female teacher that you know, is caught or sleeps with a male student. It's always, oh man, wish I'd have had that when I was growing up. But you know, you you flip it and you put a male teacher that, you know, would sleep with a 16-year-old girl, then it, you know, it's, it's it's this whole different thing. Should it I mean it should be the same across the board. I mean, if they're if they're minors. There's so many comments, but that story was on Yahoo News this morning. Um, what else we got this morning? That, that, oh, what do you, what do you think about this since we're in a commercial break? I got like 30 seconds left. Uh, a majority of women reject the term housewife. 63% say that calling yourself a housewife is a negative thing to do. Only 37% of, of women uh, don't mind using the word housewife. Hadn't heard their name housewife in a while. All right, coming back. Yes. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to the Power Hour here on Planet Radio 106.7. And listen to theplanet.com. 
and on our Listen to the Planet apps and on TuneIn Radio and on iHeart. Make sure if you're listening there, search for Listen to the Planet. If you're an Alexa user and you got the government spying on you, then you, you have to do this with Alexa. They're spying on us no matter what, but you might as well just use an Alexa. But the Alexa, you have to say, hey, Alexa, enable the Planet Online skill. Then you say, Alexa, play the Planet Online. And also streaming on our Planet Radio 106.7 Facebook page. If you want to see me inside the studio, you can go there. You can also comment on the live video. I see those comments come up on my screen here. And we'll mention them from time to time. So just be aware of that. Saw this on foxnews.com this morning as I was searching for things to talk about on the Power Hour. Look, (laughs) the headline is this. Man on Reddit upset. He can't sleep in the nude with new neighbors nearby. He says, there's only so much I can do. Cool. Some 15,000 people weighed in with reaction and commented to this dilemma of this 28-year-old guy. So this dude is sleeping in the nude in his own home. Let's get to the story. Let's see. Let's see where he is. Uh, where he is going wrong with this in his own home. So a man who shared a rather intriguing dilemma on social media cannot understand why others aren't more charitable toward his personal sleeping preferences. He wrote on Reddit, quote, I'm a 28-year-old dude and have been living in my house for a few years now. He said one of the main reasons I chose this place was because my bedroom faced east, allowing me to wake up to the morning sunlight. He also added, most mornings I wake up before my alarm goes off just because the sunlight coming through the window wakes me up. He says there used to be a tree line that provided a natural barrier between my house and any potential neighbors. So I never saw the need for curtains or blinds along with that they are expensive as hell for the nice ones. So my, my boy's sleeping in the nude and he's letting it all he's letting it all hang out. And recently he went on quote, my neighborhood expanded and most of the tree line that my bedroom was facing was cut down to build new houses. He did not share his location. Now, as a result, he says, there's a house that's been built right across from mine. And their window has a clear window. uh, Sorry, has a clear clear view into my bedroom. This guy goes on. "I've, I've always been comfortable sleeping nude. And some people do that. Just let the air hit it. And it wasn't an issue when there were no neighbors around. He says, yet not long after the people moved in, the father from the house came over to my house and pretty much told me to stop being nude in front of my windows since his family can see inside my bedroom. The dude also added he wasn't nice about it, but he wasn't mean either. Just very matter-of-factly gave me an order and fully expected it to be done like I was his kid or his employee. The man on Reddit noted that, quote, was, he was somehow surprised, but understood his concern. So I made an effort to be more mindful of my nudity when I was, uh, he says, when in view of the window. He also says I stopped cleaning and making my bed before getting dressed. 
He says, I'd hop out of bed, walk into my closet, and at least put, put on shorts, then go about my morning chores. He went on and said, that being said, I still sleep nude. And I occasionally end up being visible to the neighbors for a brief moment after waking up. Which is why he continued, the father came over again. Leading to an argument between us. I, I told him I was trying my best to be considerate, but there's only so much I can do. And that it's my house, and I'm not changing my lifestyle because they moved in. The man on Reddit said the neighbor threatened to call police and said I was being a menace to the neighborhood, whatever the hell that means, end quote. Now, the young man, it says, added the young man to others on the platform, so am I the a-hole for continuing to sleep nude even though my neighbors can see into my bedroom? A father of four in New York weighed in on the dilemma and said he does not agree with either man in this scenario. This person said the man who sleeps in the nude should use blinds or shades for privacy. Meanwhile, the father who came over to talk to the young man should mind his own business. That's according to this other guy on Reddit. Fox News Digital uh, also reached out to a clinical psychologist for insight. A clinical psychologist? What? To me, you'd have to get a lawyer in on this. Because that's the, that's, I mean, that's the dude's house. If the... Neighbors don't like it. Should they put up a fence? Uh, Eric commented, they, should, they shouldn't be looking. Uh, and it says on Reddit, some 15,000 people weighed in with reactions. Well, over 5,500 people shared specific comments about his thorny neighborhood situation. Uh, one person addressed, and he addressed the thread, said, I'm sure you can solve this problem. So you don't flash your neighbors, you act like there's no middle ground here when there's clearly sheer curtains, window film, etc. Okay, let, let's just, let, let's, let me throw this out there. Okay, this person says there's sheer curtains, window film, etc. So should the house that has a problem with the dude sleeping naked in his house put things up to stop them from seeing the dude nude? In his own house? A poster who had the username Aves667 told the original poster, curtains exist to let in sunlight and also just show shadows. Whether they, the new neighbors, have curtains or not isn't the issue. They may be in their backyard or outside and can see you. Uh, also, user added, you can sleep nude and walk around your house nude, but why do you feel the need to show off your nudity to the world? I wouldn't want to see my neighbors naked. Now, I mean, I'll, okay, so uh, let's see. The writer went on, unless you live in a nudist colony, there are children around, so I don't understand. But he's, but he, but he's not outside. He's in his house. Uh, someone says, time to buy curtains. Uh, the neighborhood has changed, not your fault, but it's time for blinds. Uh, 
Another person tried to educate the man on legal implications of his actions. He says, check your local laws. Not sure where you are, but you can be charged for public indecency if you are aware that you can be seen from the outside naked and you continue to expose yourself. The writer went on, while you have the right to privacy and you can do whatever you want in your own home, that right does not apply when there's no expectation of privacy, such as when you leave your curtains drawn. Another person uh, said, you make it sound like you live in a bubble. We live in a society. And just because technically you can do whatever you want in your house doesn't mean it doesn't suck for your neighbors. If you can afford to buy a house, you can get some cheap sheer curtains. So where do you, where do you, where do you, where do you, what do you think should happen here? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say this person's name, but I got a comment said I couldn't sleep naked one wet fart away from a midnight sheet washing session. It's true, man. I mean, I, I, I can't. I can't deny that. And, dude, I mean, this is. Hey, what would you do in this situation? And obviously, there's going to be some laws involved. And you know, I'm, I'm sure this guy could get in trouble. Whatever the law is. In, in, in where he lives. Now, if he's just sleeping in the nude, he's getting up, you know, he was making the bed, doing everything nude, and, and it looks like he was. I'm not sure if he was standing in the window with a cup of coffee like this, you know, like, oh, yeah, going to be a nice day today. And, you know, just there in his window. But whose responsibility is it? Is it the responsibility of the new dude to put up some curtains and blinds or a fence? Or is it the responsibility of the house that can see him to put up some curtains and blinds or a fence? You decide. <laughs> I'm not telling you what to think. You decide this one. But I had to share that story when I saw it with you. This When I saw it this morning, I'm like, what? Uh, also, housework. Are you blind when it comes to doing housework? 49% of adults admit to always or often pretending not to see a mess so someone else has to clean it. Oh, dude. You didn't, you didn't see that pile of clothes there on the sofa? You know? You didn't see those dirty dishes in the, in the sink? How many times have you heard that? No, you didn't see this mess on the bathroom counter? You just not want to clean it? Uh, no. And what about this? Do you wear shoes in your home? Most Americans do not. Think back in the day. You know, back in the day, you grew up, uh, you know, 70s, 80s. For a lot of us growing up, it was a time where, where the dad worked and, and the mom stayed home. Easy living. Now, nowadays, you don't see that as much. But I'll dare to say a lot of us grew up that way. And, dude, during the summertime or, you know, whenever mama was cleaning, you were outside. But you, I mean, you wanted to be outside anyway. Because there was nothing to do inside. You'd only watch so much Price is Right. You didn't want to watch Young and the Restless. You know, see, so you might have a morning where you, where, you, where you hit up Press Your Luck, where you hit up uh, maybe some uh, some prices right, 
And then you go, you, you've gone outside to play. And then your mama was probably cleaning the house. Did you have to take your shoes off when you came back in? And does that stick with you to this day? In a new poll, 63% of Americans say they take their shoes off inside of their homes. But 76% do not ask their guests to remove theirs. Younger adults are more likely to go without shoes than older folks. So about 63% say they take off their shoes. 37% do wear shoes inside. I'm, uh, I, 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 I keep my shoes on a lot inside the house. My wife was never one to say, uh-uh, take off your shoes at the door. She was never really one to do that. But also it said 76% of people are not willing to ask guests to remove their shoes. What do you do if you walk into a house, you you walk in, it smells clean, dude, you can see the floors are clean, and you see their shoes lined up. Would you take yours off? 90% of people think that it's a reasonable request since it's your home. Oh, so it's so now it's your home. You can ask people to take off their shoes, but you can't sleep buck naked and wake up buck naked because your neighbors are going to see. 44% of Gen Z say that they will ask guests to remove their shoes. 35% of millennials agree, and only 13 of Gen Xers agree. 7% of boomers agree. Do you take off your shoes when you're in, inside your home? Also, this, I saw this today. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But when I saw this headline, I was like, really? Telling you the fight over TikTok is not, it's not the fact that, that China has the data. It's the fact that uh, the United States doesn't have the data. But Facebook was just hit with a record one point. $3 billion fine in a European privacy case. $1.3 billion. Facebook, this is from MSN.com. It was, it was a story done by The Hill. Facebook parent company Meta hit with a record $1.3 billion fine on Monday by the European Union, which demanded the social media giant stop transferring user data to the United States. Can't can't make it up. The European Data Protection Board found that Meta has made a very serious infringement concerning transfers that are systematic, repetitive, and continuous. Facebook has millions of users in Europe, so the volume of personal data uh, transferred is massive. The unprecedented fine is a strong signal to organizations that serious infringements have far-reaching consequences. $1.3 billion. Let me stop talking about it. I also think that, uh, also think that, uh, hang on, let me get to a comment, that, I forgot what I was going to say. The, com- the comment threw me off. Uh, what was I going to say? So the uh, Facebook and, and the fine, $1.3 billion. So you think that, uh, Facebook's doing the wrong thing with your with your data. What do you think about the whole TikTok deal? 
Does it bother you that it is a Chinese company? And maybe the Communist Chinese Party has access to your data? You're still going to use TikTok? I mean, so many people are, are still doing it. Does it really make a difference? But I saw that. $1.3 billion for Facebook because they're taking data from Europe and bringing it to the United States. Uh, Eric Castile says, I'd ask the host preference. What are you talking about? Like uh, about the uh, the neighbor thing? I mean, dude, I my personal opinion, I man, I oh god, I would. I mean, that's that's the dude's house. You know what I mean? Like that's the guy's house. Uh, if he was like deliberately, oh, shoes in the house. I thought you were talking about the naked dude in the house. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I wear my shoes in the house. I'm not going to ask people to take their shoes off. I thought you were talking about uh, the house, and that was uh, uh, Eric asked that on Facebook this morning. I, I thought you were talking about what would I do in the situation of if my neighbor had no blinds and he, and he was showing us, you know, his whole body every morning. I thought you was asking me about that. <laughs> so it says he, he must not have been appealing to look at. Because if he was handsome, they would not have complained. Yeah, I, I think I think you have a point there. Um, Adam, to people that think they worry about China stealing data through TikTok, ninety-eight percent of us use credit cards online. I mean, that's that's the thing, Adam. That's the thing, dude. Data is all over the place. The United States is just jealous that they don't have access to the TikTok data. That's all I'm saying. That's that's my whole take on that. Uh, Adam also says, congrats on the win, Racing Cajun softball team. Uh, Adam, kind of our resident planet. We had Adam on before uh, before we we um, you know, made it to Planet Radio and had had just the online station, the planet. Adam was kind of like our LSU guy. And we'd have him on the morning show from time to time to talk about LSU. Uh, he says he was hoping for a McNeese versus UL game, but unfortunately, that will not happen. But he said this Tigers fan is pulling for the Cajuns. <laughs> he says, just know I'll, I'll never wear the gear. Come on, dude. Just like Blake sent me an LSU shirt, I'm going to send you a Raging Cajun shirt for you to wear. Eric says, naked neighbor, no blinds. Depends on how hot they are. See, again, we're coming back just like I told you about the story, male and female. Why is there some double standards there? We talked about the teacher that slept with the male student. People in the comments on that story was applauding it, but let that happen if it was a male teacher and a female student. Totally different thing. Uh, also, when you get to this, comfort toys. A comfort food makes us feel better, right? By the way, it's 847, 71 degrees, mostly cloudy, listening to the power hour here on Planet Radio 106.7. But comfort toys is a thing. Toys that we had uh, when we were a kid. It says keep a basket of Legos by the phone or get yourself a can of Play-Doh, doodle with crayons, or get hypnotized by a slinky and your stress will disappear. And you'll remember how good it feels to act like a kid again. So maybe you're getting stressed out in your life, grab some kind of 
toy from your your upbringing when you were a kid, and that's going to make all the stress go away. So maybe that was a 70s toy. I don't know, Stretch Armstrong. You know, maybe an 80s toy, G.I. Joe. Maybe had a Teddy Ruxpin. I didn't have a Teddy Ruxpin, but my sister did. And me and my brother would take, uh, Eric just took the words out of my mouth. Teddy Ruxpin plus an Aussie tape equals good times. And my brother and I used to do that all the time with my sister's Teddy Ruxpin. Put different cassettes in there, let the music play, and then Teddy Ruxpin's mouth would sing. Good times in the 80s. My sister would cry, and then we would get fussed. And it's just standard 80s-ness, you know, standard Gen X-ness. I also wanted to talk about this, best songs of the 80s. And I'll say it again, I know we're a, a 90s and 2000s rock station, but a lot of us listening grew up in the 80s. As I say, born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, got drunk in the 90s. If that's you, you remember a lot of these 80s songs. And I wanted to see what this publication, Time Out Magazine, not Time, Time Out Magazine, they listed the top 60 songs of the 80s. We're not going to get to all 60. But I would like to get to the top 10. And I want to see if you agree or disagree with some of this. Number 10, the message from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Dude, you think of hip-hop. You think of uh, hip-hop pioneers, uh, classic hip-hop songs. The message would have to be one in there. Number 10, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating at that one. Number eight, Modern Love by David Bowie. Love that song. Very cool song. Number eight is Kate Bush, Cloud Busting. And Kate Bush kind of had a resurgence because of Stranger Things. What it was, uh, uh, Running Up the Hills, Running Up the Hillside. Oh, crap. What is it, the song by Kate Bush? Number seven, Express Yourself by Madonna. Madonna, a huge... 80s singer, a huge 80s icon, a somewhat controversial 80s icon too from, what was it, Like a Prayer, Like a Virgin. Um, But, you know, you you think the 80s, you got to throw Madonna in there. Number six, Fight the Power by Public Enemy thrown in there. Number five, another very controversial group in the 80s. In WA, number five, straight out of Compton. Number four, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Still a popular wedding song that a lot of people like, or a lot of ladies like to sing along to. Number three, you know, and when I saw this list there, I'm like, well, I hope there's at least two people in the top three. If not, I, I was going to kind of disregard this list. And those two names before I looked at the list was Michael Jackson and Prince. Got to be there, right? Running, was it uh, running up? Running up that hill. Thank you, Brent. Eric says running down that hill. She was, somebody was running up a hill somewhere and it's Kate Bush, whatever. And it was on Stranger Things. Uh, But number three is Beat It by Michael Jackson. Got to be there. Got to be in the top three. Number two, I I don't understand this. I am not saying it's a bad song. It's a cool song. 
Orgy redid this song in the early 2000s, but New Order's Blue Monday at number two. And I can't argue with this number one song. Princess Purple Rain is number one. Such a classic, man. Timeless. Purple Rain by Prince, timeless. What else we got in here? Uh, Marvin Gaye's Sexual Healing. Bruce Springsteen, uh, Dancing in the Dark. How Soon is Now by The Smiths. Number 18, that is a prehistoric planet cut. Don't forget prehistoric planet lunch coming up at noon. Uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Tears for Fears. Yeah, that's another one. That, that, that should be in the top 20. Talking Heads. Well, let's see. I wanted to see about the criteria. You know, and when, you, when there's a lot of those lists that come out, you got to look at the criteria. And obviously, if it's Rolling Stone, if it's Time Out Magazine, if it's I Love the 80s podcast, it's always going to be on someone's preference. But do you agree with me here that, like, Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Lover, Hater, Madonna got to be somewhere in the, in the um, you know, top five. But I... I can't argue against Prince Purple Rain being number one. Also wanted to get to this real quick, office gossip. Dude, are you into some awesome office gossip? Does that happen at your place of work? This story here from the Evolution in Human Behavior. It is a research journal. They say your coworkers are talking behind your back and you should not ignore it. Both good and bad gossip affects who gets a promotion, according to this study. It supports the idea that passing on negative stories about another person is a kind of aggression. People attack each other by repeating or inventing negative gossip. Says, on the other hand, positive stories or good gossip boost the reputation of the person talked about. Dude, if, there, if there's some gossip going on or there's gossip in the office, I'm going to give you more to gossip about. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you more to gossip about if you're gossiping about me. Now, you know, here at Chris Logan Media, I'd have to be gossiping about myself here in the office because it, it's just me by myself every day. But, but that's okay. I can, I can gossip about myself. Dude, do you know what that dude said this morning? I can't believe he said that. What, what did he say? He talked about some naked guy in his window. Come on. Dumb story. Oh, dude, I, I didn't know that. I'm going to have to listen tomorrow. See, that's, that's the conversations that go on in my head when I talk to myself every day here at Chris Logan Media. But we're coming to the end of the power hour this morning. Still got one hour left in the morning show. So that means more 90s and 2000s rock coming your way. Collective Soul, taking a look here. Let me scroll down a little bit. Sponge, we got Soul Asylum, we got Pearl Jam. Uh, Remember this one from Dashboard Confessional. Got Nine Inch Nails, uh, also Offspring, and more coming up next hour. So keep it where you got it, wrapping up the Power Hour for today. 
But one more hour left inside the morning show here on Planet Radio 106.7. All right, got it. What is it, running up that hill or running down that hill? Let me see. Let's, let's, let's find that out. Kate Bush. Uh-uh. Wrong keyboard. Bruh, now my keyboard is not working. Dude, on this computer. Kate Bush. I think it's running. Yeah, running up that hill. Parentheses, a deal with God. There you go. But thank you, Brent. Eric says running down, running up. I don't know. She was running. And and there was a a hill involved. But anyway, look, thanks for watching this morning. Appreciate that. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. And we'll do it all over again. 6 a.m. on the morning show. uh, 8 o'clock on the power hour. And if you want to jump on over to the radio, you can. Still got one hour left in the morning show. I'll see you all tomorrow. All right? See you.